What is happening, guys? Welcome back to the King in It podcast. This is season. Did you just pretend four. to smoke a spliff? I took a little drag at. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're brand new to this season, we are talking about all kinds. Last episode, we talked about space. We've talked about myths and legends. Yeah. We've done... What else have we done? Oh, I don't know, Craig, but I've learned so much. True crime and the paranormal. Yeah. We literally just like anything interesting... Getting it on. Come to this podcast. Brilliant. Getting it on. Just getting it on the podcast. Would you like to come on the podcast, Paranormal? <laughs> I'd love to. Um, I just want to say here that we do actually have this on YouTube recorded so that you can see us and watch us. You can see me smoking. Yeah. So I think that's why you did it, because we are on a podcast and no one's going to see that. Thumbs up. So yeah, if you fancy, um, maybe you've just come across this, you have no idea who the hell Craig and Amy are, and you're just like, I wonder what they look like. Well, you can watch us on you, YouTube. All right, you describe me and I'll describe you. If people can't, if they're just podcasting. You know, on uh, The Lion King, when <laughs> the, the hyenas... A talking and Whoopi Goldberg, who's one of the hyenas, and she goes, Ugly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Smoked me. I am just joking, my babes. You know, when you go to like um, oh, a, here we go. a French patisserie uh-huh. and there's like a, a like a paedophile in the corner. What on earth? <laughs> you gotta have a beret on. Going ho ho. <laughs> and rubbing their legs. Himself. That's, what, that's Amy. Give us a long croissant, love. <laughs> did that did that appeal to your your reality? Yep. Spot on. <laughs> so there you go. This is a description of us. If you can picture us both now sitting here, one hyena, one pervy Frenchman. But Craig the hyena's got a hell of a moustache. That's pretty good. He has been building it for a while, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It is beautiful. Thanks, babe. It's almost as good as yours. Beautiful bit of work. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, if you don't know who we are, we're Craig and Amy. We're currently living in a bus like a pair of hippies. Yeah, we are, man. We're travelling our own country of Wales. Flipping nomads and that. We are proper nomads. Nomads. With two we're mates. bloody not. Look at the state of this bus. Yeah, it's so- beautiful. It's like <laughs> it's like luxurious and big and we can stand up and everything. Like we're not. We're not slumming it. We're not we? slumming it. We're kinging it. We're kinging it. So this season. Like we said, it's a belter. Yeah. What you're going to get from this is you're going to learn something. Never in my life do I think I'd be teaching people, Craig. I know. It's probably quite dangerous. But also take this with a pinch of salt. Because Absolutely. there's no fact checking going on here. We've, we haven't got a team. It's just me and Amy. <laughs> just us two. We did our research about 10 minutes ago and then we took a nap. We so did. that's the level that we're working with. <laughs> Welcome aboard. But you're also going to have your minds blown because we've had our minds blown a few times on this podcast yeah, season, haven't brilliant. we? It's really been brilliant. That space one, honestly, I'm going to I'm going to become a space professor. <laughs> I really will. Don't give it a day job, love. I wonder if you do get more than one life. Maybe that could be the next podcast because there's so many things I want to be. Like a French pedo. No, no, I can't even say. Oh, it would be good for a day, but no, it would oh not. Oh, my God. No, that's not something I want. Um, you're also going to find out how stupid we are. You've probably figured that out already. And hopefully you're going to have a little laugh. Yes. So this week we are talking about... What's the, what is it? Tribes and uncontacted peoples. Mate. We've been talking about this for a while, haven't we? We just fist bumped. Um, really interesting. And we, like... With a podcast, it's just like, what do you want to talk about next week? It's basically like asking, what would you like to learn about? What would mm. you like to learn more about in the world? Yeah. Or just know more about? And that is definitely tribes. Yeah, it, it is fascinating. And this is one of the hardest ones to research because yeah. obviously most of them are uncontacted. So there's yeah. not much information out there. No, we haven't got a bloody clue what's going on with them or how many of them there are, you know? Yeah, exactly. So we'll get into that in a bit. But yeah. if you listen to the last podcast, we ended it with another riddle. Oh, here he goes. Do you remember the riddle oh, or is it gone? Not a clue, mate. Right, so if you missed it, the one from last week was, I have cities but no houses. I have mountains but no trees. I have water but no fish. What am I? Go one more time. I have cities but no houses. I have mountains but no trees. I have water but no fish. What am I? Think about it. I have thought about it, Craig, and it's hurting my brain. Um, Nelson, if you're listening, 
Um, I'm I'm backing you, mate. I'm hoping you got this one. Our uh, mate Nelly's loving this podcast. Thanks for listening, mate. Thanks to everyone who's listening as well. People leaving comments and reviews, five star reviews. Yeah. We've actually gone up in the charts. Oh, we <gasps> we hit a hundred thousand downloads. Yeah, use your bloody buttons. <laughs> <laughs> no How do we forget that on the we intro? Are thick as shit, Craig. I know. We're literally just like, yeah, this is our little podcast. Yeah, hundred thousand downloads, mate. That's so good. Got an email off Podbean the other day. Congratulations, you've earned a button. Fucking button, mate. You've got a button, mate. 100,000. Yes. Stick it on the bus. Somewhere. Absolutely. So yeah. proud of you, Craig. Well done for that. Yeah, That's really well done, great. It started out, me and you literally, we put our, a microphone on a box in my room and sat either side of it yeah. in our pyjamas. Talking about India. <laughs> <laughs> Now look at us. Oh, well done. Anyway, back to the riddle. If you're um, like pulling your hair out, just tell, tell us the answer to the riddle. <laughs> the answer is a map. Oh, for God's sake. Easy when you know it, isn't it? Oh, that's, that's a really good one. I like that. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get one. Before we get into the podcast. We will get there, I promise. We are going to say a massive shout out to massive. our sponsor, Surfshark. Yes. Boom. Boom. If you're going to sponsor a podcast, it's going to be the king at one, isn't it? So yeah. shouts out to Surfshark for believing in us. They do. They're such a great company. We're like really good friends like with, with our point of contact, Gabrielle. Yeah, shout out to Gabrielle. Shout out, shout out. We always do. What a babe. Tell us about Surfshark then, babes. What do you know about it? Uh, so Surfshark is um, like an online big brother. Basically, it's something you need to have on your laptop if you work on your laptop or just have a laptop in general. So, Or a phone. Yeah, or, or your phone. Yeah, of course, you can put it on multiple devices and use it all at the same time. So it kind of protects you from, from malware and, and like ads, tracked ads. Yeah, anything dodgy that's trying to jump into <laughs> your phone or your laptop. Basically. Surfshark's like, no, mate, no. Yeah, it, like, it has like uncrackable encryptions for your shit, you know? <laughs> that's what it says on the website. <laughs> But yeah, no, they'll take your data and they'll basically hide it from anybody who might want to, you know, like steal your... Did you say, you know? You know, charming. Charming. <laughs> Anyone that w- might want to steal your bank details or even just your identity in general. Like people can do that. People are masterminds on the internet. Mm. They will take everything you've got if you would let them. So do not let them and get Surfshark VPN. Oh, I had so many people message this week actually saying I've got it. Really? They got it, yeah. Class, good for you guys. Honestly, it's one of those things that we always talk about yep. um, on the podcast, obviously, because it's a sponsor, but it's brilliant. We mm-hmm. use it all the time. It's so cheap as well. Yeah. Um, so another another amazing, amazing thing, which I mentioned last time, is that it unlocks all the Netflix libraries in the world, basically. Yeah. In the planet. Yes. So... You've got 15 extra libraries to choose from, from all over the world. But if you're from America and you want to watch BBC iPlayer or you want to watch Hulu, all that stuff gets unlocked. Brilliant. So if it wasn't cheap enough anyway, yeah. we've got a deal for you. Yeah, you do. 83% off. I'll say it again. 83% off <laughs> and three months free. Just, just a flipping joke, mate. So all you have to do is go to surfshark.deals forward slash R-Y-O-W podcast to claim your offer. Okay, tribes and uncontacted peoples. I've got a little yeah. spiel here. Amy just sent me this. Yeah. Uncontacted peoples are communities or groups of indigenous peoples living without sustained contact to neighboring communities and the world community and includes indigenous peoples in voluntary isolation. Flipping mad. You, I just, I don't know. I feel like the world is so like advanced now so connected yeah big time Mm. that like i love i love the fact that this is a thing but i wonder how it's a thing you know Mm. it is so incredible well it's literally just a a sort of flashback to how we used to live before there was overpopulation and before cities started getting building with builded with cbds were you part of a tribe crew well, no, because I, I'm only 33. Oh. <laughs> and I don't live in the jungle. <laughs> you can be part of my tribe, Craig. But there is a, a payment fee every month. Sounds like a bit of a scam, to be honest. <laughs> so I got a little thing here. So this is there's all kinds that I've found. So this little section here is from Brazil. In some cases, in the 70s and 80s, the Brazilian government did try to establish peaceful contact with indigenous people. 
often with the aim of forced assimilation or relocation. So assimilation basically means they're like, you can come and join us and we'll, you can sort of integrate into our community. Okay. Lots of problems with that. Uh-huh. We'll get onto that in a bit. <laughs> so what they did is they set up attraction posts. So it was basically offerings of metal tools and other things uh, indigenous bribes. Indians might find to be valuable. Yeah, kind of like bribes in a way. Why? Did they want their land? So they tried to lure them out um, of hiding but this sometimes led to violent altercations or more often than not, disease outbreaks, mm-hmm. which is one of the craziest things about this. Because you think about these people, they've had no contact with us. Yeah. And all of the, the shit that we spread around, like colds and flu and things like that, things that we've got really simple medicine for, yeah. they catch a cold, they potentially could die yeah. and then go and wipe out the rest of their tribe. So it says here that isolated people have no immunity to some bugs, which have been known to wipe out up to half of the village's population in a matter of weeks or months. Oh my goodness me. So we're saying at the beginning, like voluntary isolation. There's no wonder they don't want to see us. They're like, I don't want your lurgies, mate. You can stay over there in the city. So it says here, during those years, missionaries traipsing into the jungle also delivered viruses and bacteria along with Bibles. So they ended up killing the people that they were meant to save. Why? I don't know. I guess, you know, them in, back in the 70s and 80s being strong religious people, they were trying to take them Bibles to be like, this is what we do. Oh, so they didn't like bring a vial of disease. No, no, no. no it no, came no. with it. They just brought themselves. Yes. And they were obviously just carrying, Yeah. you know, chlamydia and that. That's crazy though. Like, what if you just didn't have a cold? Would the chance of like a germ or something yeah, would be bad just, enough? Yeah, but I think... We carry so many, people just carry germs, don't they? Filthy, yeah. filthy animals. We are filthy people. Speaking mm. you, you in particular. Um, <laughs> so you go into contact with the tribe who's literally just been in. Some of these tribes, they, they're uncontacted for like 55,000 years. That's mad. And then you have a modern man go in with all mm-hmm. these lurgies mm-hmm. and they've got no immune system for that. So they just like get ill. And I guess over the times, like when people have tried to contact them, when people have gone to their land and have tried to approach them, over time they realise this makes us ill. Yeah. That's why they're so hostile. Yeah, I think it's a, a, probably a, a culmination of a lot of things, but mm-hmm. that's probably one of them. Yeah. They just don't, yeah. I, I, I've got... a incredible story coming coming up later about this tribe and they explain the reasons why they don't want okay. any contact. So in 1987 in Brazil, this guy, Sidney Pasuelo, then head of the FUNAI. So the FUNAI is the National Indian Foundation. Foundation. It's basically uh, a Brazilian government body that establishes and carries out policies relating to indigenous peoples. That's what it is. Okay. So the FUNAI is responsible for mapping out and protecting lands traditionally inhabited and used by these communities. So what you find is with these tribes, they'll live in a certain forest or national park, and then the government goes, you can't go in here because these people and the land is protected. Yes. Because they're like hunter-gatherers. They need that land to like hunt for their Mm -hmm. meat and whatever they do. I guess there's like loads of fights against this though. Like why should they be allowed to stay there and stuff? Yeah. Nobody's got really rights anymore, have they? No, but I feel like they're the purest form of of human in a way because, you know, modern technology is great for some things, but it's we're so un... Just pollutes your connect- mind. It's, yeah, we're so unconnected to nature. Yeah. There's no sort of spiritualness left, really, apart from, you know, even when you do yoga or meditation these days, you're plugged in with headphones and... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's, it's so, like, unspiritual. Yeah. So what about... The way these tribes like would catch their food, you say they're hunters, mm. what are they eating? Well, it depends. They're all different tribes. What if you were like, excuse me, mum, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I saw on the dis- uh, I just I saw on the Discovery Channel, babe, pig in the city, mm. and I do not wish to eat wild pig anymore. Hang on. So if you're in a tribe, you haven't got a TV for a start. So no you, TV. You haven't seen Babe Pig in the City because you don't have a TV. No TV. Oh, I'm, I'm out. I'm not I'm not taking part in that then. You weren't invited though. Uh, <laughs> surely. You can't, like, would you want me in your tribe? Mm, you definitely carry in some disease, isn't you? But that, it's fine because if there's no TV, like, I don't want to be part of that anyway. <laughs> that's fine, yeah. No, but that's what I mean. Like, I've on read... Your, on your way then. I've read that they eat sort of wild pigs, fish, mm. honey 
and berries. Yeah. So if you're vegan or if you're vegetarian, is that just not an option? Well, like if you're like, this pig is beautiful, he's my best friend, please don't kill it. I don't know what's going on here. Are you arriving at this tribe with a no. boat with a pig on it? No, no, no. I'm in the tribe. Right. So you wouldn't have a clue about that because you brought up in the tribe. So you're, the way you live is that's how you live. So you're. But what about people that are brought up in carnivorous families that turn vegetarian? Like it happens. Yeah. So that's what I'm asking you. Could you could you live on a? Could you be a vegan in a tribe? Yeah. I mean, you probably could, but you probably wouldn't last that long. No. So basically, all of this stuff happened when they were taking the Bibles and their diseases and stuff. So the Funai department stepped up and was like, the current way that we're doing things is unacceptable. They said, after seeing tribe after tribe demolished by disease, uh, this guy concluded that isolated people should not be contacted at all. Yeah. Instead, natural reserves should be placed um, aside for them to live on. What I said earlier about them just being like, that's you great. Can't go Isn't here. that well, yeah. great? Because, like, like, fair enough, they're humans and they've got a voice, but what about the animals, um, the orangutan? And, like, I, I, well, I don't know if it is specifically Borneo, but where they're chopping yeah, down Borneo, the rainforest yeah. for, for palm oil, they don't get. Where's the man saying, absolutely not, don't fucking touch them? Well, this is the problem with the planet, isn't it? It's always about money. It's yeah. always about companies and corporations going, we need that mm. palm oil, so just destroy yeah. that rainforest. But this is why I think money. it's really great that these these tribes do still get to stay there and, yeah. and they've, they've got a voice on behalf of them. Mm. So this is what the guy says. He says, isolated people do not manifest among us. They don't ask anything of us. They live and die mostly without our knowledge. Uh, when we do contact them, he says, they too often share a common fate, desecration, disease, and death. So basically, like, every time we contact these people, it's just bad news. Bad so just news. leave them alone yep. and we'll carry on doing our thing. It's just selfish. It it's just bit, it? people just want to approach them for scientific reasons and for their own benefit. Yeah, It's got it, nothing to do with the, the benefits of the tribe. No, it, it's all selfish. And it's, I think it's just the, the human humanness of being nosy. Mm. Like, what do you do in your tribe? Yeah. Who's, who's your mates? They need to know. How do you work? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you wear that? I would, I would love to know inside their brains, though. Yeah. Like if there was like a, a, a girl teenager, say her name was Betty, mm. and she's like, she's seen a helicopter go above the land, and she's like, oh, my God, what is that? And imagine you could go in and just give her an iPod. Would she take it? Would she love it? Would she want to move away? Would she be that rebel? Like, is what, Moana? Does she leave? I don't know. Did she use your favourite film? Isn't it? I think so. No, no, Mulan. Oh, Mulan, yeah. Film. Um, She's probably put the headphones in and be like, these tunes are shit. I can sing way better than this. It depends. Well, if it was your iPod, then maybe. But, I mean, if it was mine, then she who's would got, love Who's it. got an iPod? <laughs> You're living in the 90s, you. What's an iPod? <laughs> iPod. You're right, mate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> What are they called? And you, well, you've got an iPhone now, which upgraded about 10 years ago. What did you lend me in uni? An iPod. An iPod, yeah. Yeah. You confused me then. Yeah, they're, they're now part of the phone now, aren't they? iPhone, remember? Oh, I mean, they're generations above these tribes, so they're going to be... They'll be all right with an iPod shuffle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Betty will anyway. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I wonder if they, if they grow up and they're like, I don't want this. Mm. Or, or do, do they not know enough about... The rest of the world, yeah, they don't know anything yeah, about the rest of the world. So that is yeah. what you get. Well, just imagine this. like, So the way we live now and everything we've got and everything we do, imagine there was another society where like, there was no... This is like hypothetical now, obviously. There's no crime. Everybody loves each other. Everybody's vegan. And that exists, but you don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's exactly what theirs is. You don't know that that exists. And yeah. They don't know. Not I'm saying that that's what we are to mm-hmm. them because it's mm-hmm. the polar opposite. We're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would never, if I was in a tribe, I would be like, keep me away from modern civilization. Would you? <laughs> You'd like your TV too much, um, you? Um... <laughs> like, I need to watch this morning. <laughs> I would never know about Holly Willoughby. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. But I, I find it really interesting, like, you know, we always come back to this this question of if you could know everything, mm. would you want to? Yeah. And I, I think for this particular reason, I would love to know. Like I said, I went in there with a clipboard and I was like, right, 
You'd um, be like, oh, all right, Karen. What is it? Um, no, don't be dissing Karens on this. If your name's Karen and you're a lovely person, leave us a comment and Good say, for you, Karen. my name's Karen and I'm a lovely person. You need to bring the, you need to undo the name. Yes. Where was I going? So the fifth element, you know that film? <laughs> right. And, and your woman, she she sits down and they, they show her like war in like five minutes. They said, they show her all these images and she, she gets it in her head because they wanted to be a fighter. Is that right? I've never seen it, but yeah, go on. Oh, good film. We'll watch that tonight. Yeah, sick film. Bruce Willis, he's my man. <laughs> my faves. You love Bruce, don't you? Don't know, hang on a minute. I'm going to lose my train of thought. So if I could go in, my name's Karen with a clipboard, <laughs> and one of these TVs that shows them in five minutes everything that the world is about. Mm. Little YouTube trailer of the world. Mm. Lord only knows what would be in it, good and bad. I would want to know the percentage of people living there that would go... I want to give it a try. They would be like, fuck that. You think? It depends what you show them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, it would I've... be a 50-50 split of good and bad. Yeah. But I mean, the bad is pretty bad, isn't it? But the good's good. But I mean, like... What would you show them? What would I show them? You can pick, you can pick two events to show them in the world. In the last 10 years, what would you show them? Um, a Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> just a donut I would show them a donut right so they, they're they not going to know what that tastes me like me enjoying a donut <laughs> and mentioning it <laughs> describing it in five words <laughs> and I would show them flip I don't know because they're all about nature and I feel like no you have to choose a bad one now because oh, it's 50, 50 yeah so you have to show you have to show them a bad one. Oh, I wouldn't want to. You have to. Oh, I don't know. This like is the game. Bullfighting? Oh, you're rude. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm staying. I'm not joining. <laughs> I'm not coming out for a donut. But they're used to like, they would be used to hunting wild boars and wild pigs. Also, Krispy Kreme donuts aren't even vegan. I remember my time before <laughs> being vegan. Krispy Kreme, if you're listening, mate. What would I show them? Um, a lot of them live by the sea. I was going to say I'd show them a, a video of someone surfing, but they probably already know what that feels like. Yeah. So maybe... I ch I've changed my mind. I'd show... No, you can't change your mind. Yeah, yeah. The city. The city? The girls. H&M, Zara and that. <laughs> they probably love it. Okay. But you know, they, they walk around with their wobbles out, with their jammy dodgers, just... Out. They're whappers. Because it's equality and all that, which I think is fantastic. Mm. That would be one of my rules of my tribe. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you can just be topless women. Well, they're just butt naked. Most of them are stalkers, isn't they? I've got to wonder, though, like how it works. Because if, if, if women took their tops off in this culture, mm. there'd be a lot of eyes. Yeah. But the problem with that is that in our culture, Everything's sexualized, mm -hmm. but with the tribe and the women walking around topless, they're it's not they're not sexualized, yeah, like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're it is just they're a tool to just, feed their kids. Yeah, it's just straight up equality yeah. and natural. I love that. I've taken my top off before on holiday. Have you in in like Spain and stuff? Where yeah. was I? It must have been before we got together, before we started vlogging. Trying to get a boyfriend, view. No, but it's just so freeing and yeah, wonderful. Like, you don't get that. Like, challenge to all men right now, stick a bra, an underwired bra on for a week and see how it goes. Yeah? Put two melons in there and see how your back feels. I mean, I can't really, I can't go with that because I don't have melons. Tag us on Instagram if you do do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, two videos I'd show them. I'd show them a video of someone skydiving. Okay, yeah. And they'll probably be more impressed by the aeroplane by the than the initial act of probably, skydiving. Probably seen aeroplanes, though, haven't they? Flying over. Sometimes. Bad video. What would I show them? I'd show them a clip of Home and Away. What do you mean? Worst show ever made. <laughs> Either that or Emmerdale. That's not like a bad oh, thing of the they're, world. They're going to see that and go. People sit in front of a, a box and watch this shite. My mum's going to fuck you up. Sorry, hell. Emma Dale's a thang. It's the worst. It's <laughs> literally people watching a programme about people having a rubbish time in their lives. It's drama, innit? Honestly. It's got the British nation hooked. Unbelievable. 
All right, babes, what have you got for us then? You got you got some tribal action or what? I've got some tribal action for you, babes. Go on then. I can't wait for this. I've got some communal sex sessions on the beach. <laughs> yeah, like it's a thing. All right, Craig, so I'm going to talk about the Centrelease people. They live on the island of Sentinel in the Bay of Bengal, which if you're looking on the map is east of India, west of Thailand, like right in the middle. Their island is approximately the size of Manhattan. Okay. They have very similar physical characteristics to Africans with their dark complexion and tall stature. Big fellas then. Yeah. But we don't really know much about their culture or their language or their belief system or even how many of them there are. Okay. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Really crazy. So I decided to take things into my own hands, Craig. Oh, did you get a boat? No, I didn't get a boat. <laughs> you know, while well, you napped earlier, I fucking went to Senegal, mate. Senegal? Senegal. That's in Africa, isn't it? You know, while well, you napped earlier, I fucking went to Senegal. What's it called? Have a day off, love, will you? <laughs> Sentinel. You know, while well, you napped earlier, I only went to fucking Sen- Sentinel. <laughs> okay, so Google Maps, yeah? I thought to myself, I'll see how many of them there is now. Drop the little man <laughs> on North Sentinel. Surely the Google car's not going there, is it? Is that what you actually tried? No street view data available. Oh, <laughs> no shock there. I know, I thought it was so simple. I was like, I'll just go on there, count how many there are, let Wikipedia know. <laughs> simple. Tell me you didn't actually try that. No. <laughs> I actually tried that. I thought I was genius. You know how that data gets collected, yeah. Mm. Oh, they put a, like a car. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Street View car in there. Yeah, I don't think they'd let a Street View go Google car go on their island. But if but if they do, the jungle. If you're listening, which I know you're not, but if if by somehow you get handed an iPod shuffle, <laughs> I would love to be the driver of the Google car. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, bucket list shit that is. If any, that's at the top. Any <laughs> production companies listening, let's commission that. Amy goes to <laughs> Sentinel. So, so that didn't work. Um, but looking at pictures of them, they wear um, little loincloths that are made out of string and leaves. Um, and both sexes wear like little material necklaces and little headbands, which I thought were really cute. That's cute. But yeah, yeah again, topless, um, sh- shaved heads, everybody. Mm. How, do they, how are they shaving their heads with no clippers? Can you do it with a rock? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Just <laughs> scalping yourself for an hairdo. <laughs> um, surely they've made scissors out of a rock. Maybe when it gets really long, they just pull all their hair out. No, that no, because they've got a cute little, you know, like number one or whatever you call it. <laughs> Give me a number one drive with a rock. It looks really well done though, like a barber's done it. So <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll get back to you on that one. All right. What else have you got on the centre lees? So apparently they they engage in communal sex sessions on the beach. How do we know that? I think when somebody approached the, the, the you island... You took your binoculars on your boat, did you? No. <laughs> I joined in. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently when somebody went there, I think I read this anyway, I'm not making it up. Um, one of the women called over a guy. I think the women are in charge sexually. On this, you just island. making this up, or no? Right, carry on. Um, and then yeah, they all just started having sex. ID. I'm sure I read that. So obviously that was one of the rules, not a rule, but what, just beach sex, but just something that they follow. Like it, it's okay to do that on their island. So my question to you is, what rules would you have on your island? <laughs> that one. I beg your <laughs> fucking pardon. But this is the thing, isn't it? Adam was telling us earlier. In these tribes, monogamy is a thing. So yes. if he's, this is what Adam said. So Adam from Jits into the sunset, if you're listening to this. Throwing him under the bus. Throwing him under the bus. He said, if a lady gets pregnant and then she has sex with more men after that, then they're all responsible for the baby when it comes. Mm-hmm. So if the baby starts crying, it's not, oh, mate, your baby's crying. It's, oh, the baby's crying and everyone jumps in to help. Which I think is lovely. It's quite nice, that community vibe, isn't it? In that way, Craig, yeah. But not not the other. You said you joined in just now. I was joking. (laughs) So was I. You bloody better have been. You have one partner flipping me, yeah? And that's it. 
So these guys have been called by experts the most isolated people in the world. Mad. Like, just have to think about that. They've met nobody else. We don't know how many of them there are on this island either, mm. which is crazy. But they're happy with that, like more than happy. We don't even know what they call themselves or what language they speak. That's mad. Who's creating that language as well? I'd love to hear it. Also, like, it, I don't think they're happy with that. They, they're probably terrified mm-hmm. of the outside world. So, yeah, in a sense, I think they're probably really happy and they're content because they've got everything they need. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're probably constantly worried about like invasion. Do you know what yeah. Because they don't even if they if they've never heard or can't understand any other languages, they don't know what's going on. So mm-hmm. everybody who approaches, they're enemies to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they're coming in like electric boats and stuff, and yeah. they're like, "What is that? Yeah, what's like that noise? What future. is that material? Yeah. Things like that. You know, like really scary stuff. But yeah, any contact with the outside world could put them at deadly risk of disease because they're unlikely to have any immunity against it. Like, they haven't been able to build that up. Indian law suggests it is illegal for anybody to come within five nautical miles of this island. Good. Which is really cool, Mm. but people still do. Most of what is known about the Centrelees has been gathered from people just viewing them from boats far away. Mm. So basically, they're, they're known as the most hostile of islands. And if you get close, they will attack you with poisonous arrows machetes and iron tip sticks crikey they've killed they've killed that's how that's how hostile an environment this is a bloody hell i've got a story about a guy who did approach the island okay so he's 26 year old american missionary called john allen chow so in november 2018 he was killed by the centralese during an illegal expedition to the island He went over to try and convert the tribe to Christianity. Oh, bloody hell, John. (laughs) And as a foreigner, (laughs) he he should have obtained permission to visit the islands. Which he wouldn't have got because you're not allowed to go there, John. And you're not supposed to be trying to force your religion down people's throats and that's what you get for it. Yeah, I'm sure he would have known. He obviously did research on this island. It's 2018. There's like that's mad. That's quite. That's quite only recent. three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody so there hell. is research on it to say that they don't want to see anybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So nobody is allowed on North Sentinel, which is the island. So you kind of go I, there. I find that so egotistical. Yeah. For someone to be like, my religion is so important mm-hmm. that I need to go to this uncontacted tribe and tell them about it, even though they can't speak my language. Yeah. Like. Get over yourself, John. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Get Stick to where you live from. So That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> stick to what you are. Stick to where you live from. <laughs> <laughs> stick to where you live. I get you. So he paid two fishermen 25,000 Indian rupees or 240 quid to take him as close to the island as possible. The fishermen were later arrested. I'm glad they survived anyway for 240 quid. Yeah. I mean, they shouldn't have done it. It's naughty, but mm. that's a lot of money for someone from India. Yeah. After they took him as far as they could, he got in a kayak and took the boat and attempted to communicate with them upon the first contact. But he left He left gifts and retreated when the villagers started uh, striking their bow and arrows at him. <laughs> so he literally he legged it. However, later he went back to the beach. He again abandoned his kayak and swam back to the boat in a panic when one of the villagers shot an arrow at him, which struck the Bible he was holding. Hell of a shot. I mean, I, I, I think you get the picture. Like, don't they don't want you there. They don't want your Bible, John. No. So he went back one more time on November the 16th. This what? would have been the last date that he was seen alive. So wait, he's gone and then he's gone back? Yes. Like, is he, is he like going to a boat that's docked like away from the island? So he literally going all the way back and then going again? I'm not sure. It didn't, it didn't specify. But he asked the fishermen to drop him off alone on the island after thinking that the tribe might feel more comfortable if they didn't see a foreign fishing boat. So I think he left. Chow admitted in his diary that he was scared, but it was worth it to declare Jesus to these people. (laughs) He was then killed by the Centrelees and the fishermen who had left him there. Said that he had seen the tribesmen dragging a body along the beach and burying it. Bloody hell. No, so his body was never recovered, although Indian officials did make several attempts. Really? Yeah. 
See, I should have just left him there. Yeah, well, it's very much like he was very much criticised and praised by other people. Some people called him a martyr. Others said why? that. Why? Why is that a martyr? A martyr. I guess they just thought he was very brave, trying to go and and. They don't want you there, John. Them. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's all about the person's being so selfish. Yeah, and so all about them. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do. He, he didn't want to do anything for them apart from just spew his religion. Yeah, but then obviously CNN got a hold of this, and mm. then they. The Centralese then were seen as the bad guys. They yeah. killed an See, American. See, that's the thing as well. Is like they're literally trying to protect their people. Yeah. And, then all and of you a know where you know not to go there. Like yeah. he would have known. I don't know if he confided in anyone or if anyone was like, "Listen, John, I don't think this is a very good idea." Mm. But like he was, he was twenty six. He was young. He was a traveller, and he just wanted to go and and talk to them about Jesus. But you know, there's knocking on a door, and then there's going to an island that don't want you. Do you know what, John? Should have done. He should have got a plastic microphone, stood in the centre of town, of and just sung a few songs, a few songs. about Jesus. Yeah, and he would have had a good life. He would have. There you go. And he could have made a lot of friends as well. All right, my tribe is called the Mascopiro. Nice. So they're in Peru, mm-hmm. which hopefully we're going to next year. Yes. Trips delayed because of COVID. Cheers, oh, COVID. Flipping brilliant. Um, so in a place called Madre de Dios. Um, so the Mascapiro, this tribe is protected along with the land they live on, like we said before. Nice. It's like another one of those places. But yep. they've been coming out of the jungle and making contact with local villages. So m- my island that I just talked about was on its own, surrounded by water in the middle of the sea. Yeah. Yours is connected to the land, is it? It's, it's across the river from a, a, a lot of villages in this place in Madre de Dios. So the mad thing about this one is that there's a few fellas going over over there in boats to see them. Uh, one guy in particular um, is being given a nickname by the children. So because they're so close, they can this guy can understand like 80% of their language. So the, the children from the tribe have given him a, a nickname and it's Yotlotle is the name, which translates to giant otter. Oh, this lovely. It's cute, isn't it? Yeah. And the guy on the video, he actually looks like an author. Does well. he? Yeah, he's got like this cute <laughs> little face. So this guy he knows them all by name and they all ha- sort of have like really naturey names. So the head guy's called Honeycomb. That's the translation. Amazing. Uh, then there's uh, his wife's called Turtoise. Nice. And then the daughter's called Hummingbird. Wow. It's cute, isn't it? But That's obviously lovely. they've got tribal names, which yeah. are much cooler, but I couldn't pronounce them. But this guy says, even though they make contact and he talks to them, he says, they'll kill you for the smallest things. Whoa, my goodness. So they're still, they've still got that tribal instinct where they're, you know, like in the Western, well, just in society, there's rules, there's laws, you know, you can't just go around killing people for like nicking your banana or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But they've still got that instinct where they're just like, if you cross me or I don't trust you, then you're dead. Um, So he says, even though he makes contact, They'll, they'll, and there's footage of this. It's mad. I'll, yeah. I'll have to link the YouTube video. But they'll take the boat across the river. He'll talk to them. But he said, when they go back to the jungle, he says goodbye and he leaves them there. Yeah. He says he'll never go with them alone into the jungle because he just doesn't know what might happen. But that's not like him built in them. They wouldn't just kill him, would they? They wouldn't just kill him. No, if he was being friendly. But he said, like he says, they'll kill you for the smallest thing. So this guy, big, big otter. Yeah. Is that what I said his name is? Big, big O. Yeah. Giant otter. Giant, oh yeah. So this guy, Giant Otter, he's from a village that's really close to the tribe. It's like directly across the river. But then just up the river, there's another village of 170 people. And because they live slightly up the river, they can't understand uh, the language of the Mascopiro. So what the tribe started doing, the, the Mascopiro, and they're not sure why, but they started nicking pots and pans from this village. So they were going to the villages, like going across the river, nicking pots and pans and machetes and uh, raiding their banana plantations as well. Okay. So I guess they're just trying to survive. Maybe They don't have it. Maybe the yeah. food's scarce over there. You know, they, they're running out of fruit or there's, there's not a wild boar to hunt or whatever's going on. Mm. Um, but because they don't speak the language, is this like they, they can't communicate so they can't sort of say hello and sort of soften the blow or whatever. Yeah. So, I guess a little bit would, would be scared as well, like, you know, Taking things that aren't yours, or maybe maybe that is a thing. 
Share, like sharing everything you've got might be a thing on their, might be one of their rules on their island. Yeah, I guess if they're so coming over things. and they're seeing stuff, they may be like, oh, well, this is just a free for all. But because of the breakdown in communication, it's causing like rifts. So there's an interview from the woman from this village. Uh, she said, she describes the Mascopiro coming at her mum and threatening to kill her. Oh, right. Okay, so it's not a sheer thing then. <laughs> yeah, I guess not, no. So they started firing arrows at her. Oh, my God. And so she, she had to leg it. She's the first arrow, like, just went past her skirt. Oh, my God. One of them went over her head, and then she managed to get into her house, close the door, and then the last one went into the door. Oh, my God. That's mad, isn't it? That's crazy. Just to think there's humans with bow and arrows bow literally and arrows. just like, pop, pop. What happened then is her little brother came out, fired a shotgun in the air, and then they all, like, ran off. So okay. then they left the village. But a few weeks later, um, a 22-year-old from their village was struck and killed by an arrow. 22. So this kid was a chef from Cusco, like one of the biggest cities, and he was he came back to visit his family. Mm. Um, and whilst the, the all the men from the village that day were out working on the roads, so he was like kind of one of the only people left. Yeah, they came in again. The Mascopio came into uh, hijack the village and nick some more stuff, and he followed them with a digital camera. Oh, sugar! And he was trying to take photos of them. Um, and then they ended up shooting him in the chest with a bamboo-tipped arrow measuring two meters. God. How mad is that? So the, the the dad in this interview, he's like so cut up and they're like really strong Christian faith in this village. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my instinct was just to go and get revenge. But right. he's like um, so angry about it. But he's like, you know, I can't do that kind of thing. At this point now, the villagers are fuming because... Because this tribe is protected, there's no repercussions. Ah, right. So they can't go over there and go, who did it? We're arresting you. Did they know how naughty they were <laughs> before they were like, nah, no one can touch you? What do you mean? Did they know how naughty they were? Well, if they're committing crimes against the next, surely they're not going to protect them. They're going to say, listen, you can't do this. Well, I think, obviously, they, they must hold a lot of moral values within their tribe you know they don't kill each other yeah. for obvious reasons mm-hmm. but there there must be something in built in them like where their their instinct is they're going to the villages to get the bananas and stuff to survive so they're, yeah. they're trying to look after their people if there's someone coming at them with a the camera trying to take photos they're seeing them as a threat and so they're they're just again trying to protect their yeah, people. But your mom with the camera only came after them mm. after they come in and started shooting the place down. Yeah, but they weren't shooting the place down. They were just nicking pots and pans and machetes and bananas. I thought you said they just went and shot this woman. No, this is a separate occasion. But that was before, though. Yeah. Yeah. So they're naughty. <laughs> you say they're not. <laughs> you say they're naughty. Yeah. But like that woman might have been shouting at them. And so they're like, right, there's someone who's not from our tribe shouting at us. We need to kill her because she's going to attack us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's not like a, a black and white. They, they're like, oh, I might break the law. Do you know what I mean? It's totally different. You've got to kind of shift your whole perspective of thinking. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going out, with, they say it in London. If you go out with a knife, you're intending to use it. If yeah. they're going out with bow and arrows. Well, yeah, of course they're, they're looking after their people. So let me carry on with this. So the the villagers are fuming, obviously. The other thing I'm that, fuming for the villagers. The other thing that's happened is that tourism has dropped to zero. Nobody wants to go to this place because they know how dangerous. Because it is. they know that this, you know, these tribes oh, I might come gone. in. Like the, I, I wouldn't go again. Shot with a two foot, two meter bamboo. No, you you take a what do they have in castles? Suit of armor. You wear that. <laughs> it might be a bit hot, but you know, go inside, stick it on half an hour outside, come back in. Or like an Iron Man suit. Yes. And then you can just have a camera out and just Exactly, away. exactly. Yeah, villagers fuming. So the other repercussions are the crops aren't being tended to, uh, the fishing boats are just laying idle. Because they're too scared. The villagers have just abandoned the place. Okay. Um, there's only a few left. But the other factor is that some of the uh, people in the local villages are descendants of the tribe, which is like another plot twist. So is this just some Jerry Springer shit? They yeah. go on Jerry Springer. <laughs> this is some Jerry Springer shit. My mum shot me in the leg with a bow and arrow. <laughs> I don't want to do that, that accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lady on there who, she was born in the bush and somehow she was taken from the forest as a child and she was um, brought up by one of the guys in the local villages. So she feels, she, she, there's like a special name for it, but she sees 
them as their family. She's like, right. yeah, yeah. and she's like, oh, they're not happy there. She says uh-huh. she feels like they're not happy and she's getting really upset, bless her. What, I'm, you probably don't know the answer to this, but I'm wondering if she'd be accepted to go and speak to them. I, I don't know. I mean, I know she probably couldn't speak their language, but if she spent a year with them, mm. you know, she could get to know them, get to know their language and, and literally try and speak and be like, what are you doing? Yeah, maybe. Giant otters on the case, so maybe you'll oh, figure it out. Oh, big O, yeah. <laughs> big O. What, what happens? Don't tell me that's the end of your story. That's, that's all oh, I got. Oh, for God's sake. That's all I got. That's all I watched in the video. But that's the the thing is like they're they're protected. They're, they're, they're naughty. Well, they're doing their bit for their people and the villagers <sighs> aren't happy. Uh, I can't actually believe you've come to me with this and there's no <laughs> ending. You hate films that like or documentaries that don't give who killed them at the end and but stuff the, like that the best part about this is you can go away and you can do research and you can find out more so the podcast never ends I've just spent an hour listening to this bloody podcast and I don't get an ending <laughs> but it's not an ending it's a continual thing they're still there they're still existing what, but what? There, one of the other things that was on the video was that there was a girl from the tribe yeah um, and they they started um, like first contact they called it right. so she's come over from mm the tribe and she's like wearing clothes and uh, she's like being integrated into the village see now that's a story like I'd love to hear about yeah as well it's mad so it, it, it does happen but the the thing they're saying is like did with, they give her an iPod shuffle <laughs> I think she did it was part of the package yeah Amazing. the care package was it orange like the one I used to have orange yeah and you get a, a bottle of Evian as well when you come over Evian do they say that when they give it to her yeah. Evian Evian <laughs> <laughs> Let me just give you a little quiz. Go on then. It's like the world's smallest quiz. <laughs> um, but I just found this first question absolutely fascinating and I didn't believe it and I still don't believe it. How many indigenous people are there in the world? Indigenous people? Are... I mean, we've done a lot of research, so you might know the answer. Indigenous people. Tribes or pe- people? People that live in the tribes. Mm, 4,000. 4, no, a lot more. Oh, really? Yes. 50,000. Babe, there's 370 million. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's like, that's including like tribes that you can like visit in Thailand and people in North America. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I didn't specify. I I thought you were talking about like uncontacted tribes that we've been talking about. That wasn't in the question. Ah, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah, man. 370 million. Well, that doesn't shock me that much, to be honest. Ah, it just shocks me. Indigenous tribes, yeah, they're everywhere. But I've never they? been to one. I've never met a person from a tribe. You probably have. I don't feel like I have. And I would love that. That would be something I would love to do. Well, Not go. for my 50th, because that's like far away, but I'm thinking for a special your occasion. 50th. <laughs> don't write your life away, babe. <laughs> I just want to see an indigenous tribe for my 50th. <laughs> no, but... It would be great. We would learn so much. And I think we'd flipping love it, Craig. Yeah. But maybe they don't want us there. So maybe no, no, no. We, we would never go somewhere we weren't welcome. Mm. Never. So if you're listening to this and you want to invite us to your tribe. Yeah. Um, we'd love to come for the day. Yeah. We'll bring um, Costco cake. Oh, my God. They'd love us. <laughs> I'd love us. And an iPod shuffle. And an iPod shuffle. <laughs> the next quiz question. How many languages out of 7,000 currently used worldwide are spoken by indigenous people? Um, 2,000. 4,000. More than half. Mad. More than half of the world's spoken languages are by indigenous people. That's mad. That's crazy, isn't it? Makes sense, though, really. Well, yeah, if there's that many people, 370 million. Well, not so much that, because there's there's like 1.2 billion in India, but there's only like a couple of, well, there's like... You're trying to do geography maths. Let's not do I'm that. I'm trying to figure it out. There's, there's way more. I was going to say a couple, but there's don't, like there's like 30 yourself. languages in India. But 30 languages for 1.2 billion. But, it? but it's because they all live in the same proximity. They all need to communicate. But if there's indigenous tribes dotted about on little islands everywhere, and there's loads of them, it makes sense. Yeah, man. I'd love to make up a new language. Next question. Next question is, um, how do people qualify as indigenous? Good question. No idea. Self-identify. There's no rules. It's Should we self- start a tribe? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> the excitement then. Yeah. So we do my rules? No. I want a puppy. No, 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 no. I want a micro pig. 
That'll be and a blue whale. That'll be the <laughs> a blue whale. Where are you going to keep it? You I need a big tank. I'll just put a sticker on his back. She's mine, <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise to look at you and love you forever. Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. All right, I got one more tribe to tell you about. Love it. They're called the Jarawa. And they live on the Andaman Island in India. Sick. So this is a fascinating story. I watched a video on this. There's a full documentary on it. You can oh, watch it. Oh, is there? Oh. Yeah, we should watch it because I only watched 10 minutes to get the gist of what was going on. Yeah, bro, let's do that. So this place, all forms of access are forbidden. Okay. Well, they were. So they are the last remaining descendants of the earliest humans from Africa. And honestly, when you see... Who, who told you that? But when you see these people, they're so fascinating to look at. Yeah. They're beautiful. They've got like really dark skin, yeah. like really big brown eyes and like really warm smiles. Yeah. They just like look super happy and they look really youthful as well. Like even the older people in the tribes, they look quite young. Yeah. Maybe they just filmed a bunch of young people, but they're just incredible to look at. Just seeing like faces you've never seen before. Like I've never seen a face like oh, look like these faces. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I like that. So Show me a picture then. I'll get up in a minute. So they, they were uncontacted for 55,000 years. Unbelievable. No one, no one contacted them for that long. Honestly, it, this blows my mind. It really does. I just can't, I can't wrap my brain around it. 55,000 years, just there, continuing their own belief system their own culture their own language unbelievable morals the way they live oh crazy just, just living off the land i don't want to be as selfish as john chow but i would love to go <laughs> i can understand why people are like oh please be my friend you yeah. know it'd be so interesting well wait for this to unfold because this is mad okay so in the language of their traditional tribal enemy jarawa means hostile or foreign Oh, did they give themselves that name? I'm not sure if they gave it to them, but it says in the language of their enemy. So I guess that's what they're called by okay. other people. So yeah. I don't know if they say that we are the Jarawa people. Mm. So like when we've had an argument, I'm like, crazy dickhead. That's me calling you a dickhead. Yeah, but I don't go around going, hi, I'm Craig the dickhead. No, you don't, but you should. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not only a name, but a reputation. Sailors believe them to be cannibals. And Oy. the famous Marco Polo, who was the Italian um, explorer, said they have the heads of dogs. That's how he described them. Right. But they they have them on sticks outside their house or something. What? No, he's describing how they look. Oh, how they look. Yeah, but Marco Polo was full of shit, mate. Oh, okay. I didn't know him personally. <laughs> but there's a French duo of documentary filmmakers who went to the island Alexandra de Harms and Claire Belvere. Both women? No. He's Alexandra's a man. a man, Claire's a woman. So they were allowed to go there? Yeah. Why? I, it'll make more sense when I tell you more cool. about it. So what they discovered um, when they went to film was quite the opposite of their reputation. I hate this. Yeah. Always the same, isn't it? Yeah, always, always the same. Always people just talking shit about people. Like Iran, when we just went like there, Iran. talking crap, and they were beautiful, the most beautiful people. So the opening scene is one of the women, and she, she starts out by saying, we sing when we're happy, and I'm always happy. And then she says, "We," and then the guy's like, we live quietly in the forest, and we are happy. And that's nice. what they said. Yeah. And like, I was watching it and like every time you were speaking, I was just like smiling. They've got like really high pitched voices. Oh, really? I'm going to play you a little clip now. I've linked my phone oh, up nice. and I've got it here. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but I, I had a little smile. So this is, uh, this is, a, this is one of the ladies. So cute, like such yeah. nice, lovely little voice. Yeah. So this is this is the first sort of introduction to them. So they they like paint each other's faces with like they must like make face paint. That's, yes. That's You'd be thing. all over that. All wouldn't you? over that. <laughs> so like I said, where they live is protected, um, but there was a road built in the seventies. Uh, it was supposed to be a road that connected smaller towns to the capital city of Andaman, um, but there was and there's a strict lane of traffic. And so it's basically like a, a military convoy. Right. And you see on the video, it's literally just a line of cars and there's strict rules. So you're not allowed to leave your car. You're not allowed to take pictures at all. 
This goes uh, through the island, is it? So there's like when you see it on the map, the uh, tribe lives on the like the left part of the island, okay. and the road runs kind of alongside the jungle where they it, inhabit. Okay, uh, and it goes from the the south all the way to the north. Um, but there's lots of photos of the Jarrah, and obviously because people started taking sneaky photos, um, then the tourism began. Okay. So what people started doing, which we obviously weren't allowed to do, is they started take that road. advertising. Oh, no. Like you can see the Jarawa tribe. Oh. Honestly, humor is always about money. Who first started that? Off with their heads, Craig. Yeah. And there's lots of videos uh, that started surfacing of like children dancing and they were actually being filmed by like local police, like from the tribes. Right. Um, so they like get them to dance and they give them food or whatever. Right. So it's essentially like a human zoo. So they're, all these cars are going down, the tribes are coming out and they're giving them food. And, and... the tribes want this food, do they? Well, yeah, I guess they're coming because they're sort of looking to see what's going on. What they can be given. Everybody loves a gift, don't they? Mm. So since people started making contact, uh, they now use mirrors to apply their face markings. Um, they use scissors oh, right. so they can do the proper haircuts. Yeah. Uh, and they now wear clothes as well. So so this is a thing that they've taken on. Like, because surely if they wanted to be left alone, mm. they maybe might be a bit more hostile. But they've actually taken scissors, taken mirrors. So they're, they're accepting an easier way of life. Kind of, yeah. But the problem with it is it, it, it grows and grows and grows, doesn't it? It you, does, yeah. So, do, do, do they want that, though, you know? Well, I guess they're, you know, they're taking those things on. But um, it is strange because they don't live far away from civilization and they could just walk there, couldn't they? They uh, could integrate in a way. They could, yeah, but they don't want to. Like, they make it very clear on the video that they, that's not what they want. Okay, but they are accepting scissors and things. Yeah, things that are kind of making their lives easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and they used to use candles with, like, beeswax um, but now they've got torches. Right. So they've been given torches and things like that. Okay. But the main problem that they've got is that um, like all like areas where there's like animals to be hunted, poachers are going in. Right. And they're, they're, there's an interview with the two guys from the tribe and they're saying like about these poachers coming in and they talk about alcohol and they say these poachers, they keep trying to give them alcohol <sighs> and they're like, we don't want that stuff. We don't like it. And they're like, that's your world, not ours. Yeah, yeah. And um and and the interview's mad. It takes a turn like like that. So they like look really young. These guys they've got, like, got their headdresses on and they got yeah. their tribal gear, yeah. and they've got these high pitched kind of innocent sounding voices and mm-hmm. they're talking about alcohol. And then like and then the poachers kept coming and they wouldn't listen. And they're like and that day we killed ten of them. <gasps> oh, they were just like God. deadpan. He's like and the main guy is like I killed three. I oh, killed three of God. them with bows and arrows. So good for them. In a way, but it's the way they say it is so like deadpan and so like matter of fact. It's like if you come here and you try and, you know, fuck with us, we're yeah. literally going to just kill you. That so, is terrifying, isn't it? It is, but they say it so like it's just the way it, the way it is. It's like it's a threat to their societies. It's a threat yeah. to their culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and obviously the poachers are there. What, so the poachers are there killing their boar so mm-hmm. they can't eat. So there's a food scarcity. So they're having to fish fair enough, and they're then. having to um, yeah, find other ways. And and they what they ended up doing was having to hunt deer. But for some reason, the tribe's women were like, we don't, we won't eat it. They wouldn't eat the deer. I, think, I don't know whether it's because they think they're cute or something. Yeah, maybe. So they're, they're only able to eat fish now because of these poachers. So that what's was part that, of the what's reason. What's that word you, you keep using this week? Cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a whole new podcast in itself. <laughs> that's a whole new podcast. <laughs> So yeah, after all these videos and photos of these kids dancing and stuff started going literally viral, it was all over the newspapers Mm -hmm. and stuff. So there was like international outrage. The Indian authorities had to put some measures in place. So basically what they show in the video is there's signs on this road saying, do not feed the Jarawa, do not take photos of the Jarawa. Sound like animals. I know, it's literally like, yeah, it's horrendous. But this is something that has like happened in the past, like in Europe, like people were brought over from Africa and it was almost like, you know, tribal displays just for people like human zoos. That's crazy. So it was, it was almost morphing into that, which is mm-hmm. just awful. So the threat to the Jarawas is that they could be forced to assimilate into society, like I was saying before. Like, And the problem with that is 
disease is is one. Yeah, of course. And also they would be the lowest of the low in society in terms of uh, education. Of course, yeah. In, in terms of language, mm-hmm. they, they would have a completely different language. So they would have to start at the bottom of the pile. <sighs> so it's just like for them, for, for, to be, for that to happen, it's just like really bad. That's crazy. Because there's kind of no way around it. Like... <laughs> they, you know, the, the surrounding areas or the surrounding country can't just go. Well, we'll just give them food. They would have to yeah. pay for it. Yeah. But how are they paying for it? Yeah. You'd need a job. You couldn't get a job. Yeah. What is best for them? You know. I know it's it's such a a minefield, but the the other problem with that is um, the land where they live is protected because they're a tribe. Yeah. But if they accept assimilation, right. then the land's no longer protected, oh. uh, and then that means that development will happen so basically they'll just move in and start building buildings there because obviously the jungles you see the the footage of the jungles and there's kids jumping in rivers and swinging from trees and it just looks so beautiful Mm -hmm. do you think they're wondering how much they can get away with who the jarawa they're like they're like oh baby you got a mirror just give me a mirror (laughs) you got what about food food blender got an ipod shuffle don't I'm not no I'm not giving into anything I'm just I'm just borrowing it <laughs> I'll give it back <laughs> I will give it back I'll throw it back over the fence <laughs> but yeah the you know the the problem with that is yeah the develop would come and then mm. the tribe would die out and then yeah. the tribe is no more That's and it's it. like like society has literally gone in gone this is how we live accept that become part of us and then the tribe just dissipates yeah it's so sad when you think about it it is it is I hate anything that becomes extinct yeah but the guys who shot this documentary we need to watch it because it looks amazing okay they've actually set up um a campaign called we are humanity i've nice. already signed the petition because oh, i was well like this done. is amazing well done so i'll leave the link but it's organic um so they're raising money to try and help them and and they're signing the petition to just keep them protected basically nice. okay so uh go sign that if you're listening that would yeah. be great that would be save the jarawa people yeah and don't fuck with them as well all right, next part of the podcast, we'll round it up shortly, but would you rather? Oh, would I bloody rather? Right, all right. This is so weird that you've just snuck this into the podcast now, but... It's funny though, isn't it? Okay. All right, first question is, would you rather have one real get-out-of-jail-free card or a key that opens any door? Key, please. Don't plan on going to jail anytime soon. Think about it, though. What? What would you go to jail for? I wouldn't. You could rob a you could I'm, rob you could I'm rob a not, bank. You I'm could rob not, a bank. I'm not a French paedophile. I'm <laughs> not going to jail collecting no two hundred quid and all that jazz. No, but think about it. You could go into you could go to um a bank or Las Vegas, steal like four million pounds oh. and then just go, Oh, see you later, mate, I'm out of jail. All oh, right, okay. So you, you, you rushed that answer. I did rush it. Same question applies. What do you think? I changed my mind. <laughs> but a key that opens any door no point but the thing is if you use the key to open a door what, what are you going to do with that exactly if you've got the key to the world's biggest safe of mm. money yeah arrested you're going to get arrested so yeah I'll take the get out of free jail card get out of jail free card <laughs> I thought free. you said it wrong I was like trying to process that <laughs> in my brain then I was like what um, oh god I don't know I don't know what I'd do with that I'm not as brave as Ricky Gervais <laughs> He goes to a lot of different countries and saves dogs. Right, okay. Um, and I would get, I would, oh, I would just love to round up every dog fighting owner. Any person that exploits dogs, put them all in one room. Bloody hell. Do I want to hear the rest of this? You can see where this is going. I can see where this and is I'll going. And I'll use my get out of jail free card there, please. Okay, well spent. It took a very dark turn. Do you have another question, please? No, that's Five. it for this week. But I do right. have a riddle. Oh, go on then. To finish the podcast. This one's a little bit different as well. It's not just a, a one-word answer. Are you ready for it? Yeah. A woman shoots her husband. I know it. I bloody know it. Don't say the answer. She's got it. Don't say the answer. <laughs> a woman shoots her husband, then holds him underwater for five minutes. Next, she hangs him. Right after, they enjoy a lovely dinner. Explain. Can I have that one more time for the people at the back? A woman shoots her husband, then holds him underwater for five minutes. Next, she hangs him. Right after, they enjoy a lovely dinner. Explain. 
Nice one. That's a very good one. It is good, isn't it? I was racking my brain on that for that the first time I heard it, and then you gave me the answer. I was like, of course. <laughs> Makes of course. sense when you know it. Yep. So that is it for this week's podcast, lads. Thank you so much to everybody who's listening. Yeah. Everybody who's commented. Everyone that's left the review. We love them. We love reading them. We get a little email to say, your podcast's got a new review. So we always read them, don't we? Yeah, we do. It's brilliant. We can't reply to reviews, but thanks thanks so much. Yeah. Also, we said at the start, there's a competition that we're going to tell you about at the end. The competition is, leave us a five-star review. Yep. And you could be in with a chance of winning some King In It merch. Everybody needs King In It merch in their lives. And if you're not repping the crown already, what are you doing with your life? I know. Don't even wait to win the competition. Head over to our shop. Get yourself a few bits, you know, for the summer. Be lush. Should we do a little discount code? Because it's going to go up this Sunday anyway. Do it? it. We love a discount code for people that actually invest in our podcasts. So we'll say that the code is Podcast Listening Legends iPod Shuffle. <laughs> Use the code iPod Shuffle for 10% off. For 50% off. <laughs> but this is going to be for 48 hours only. So if you're listening to this now, get your orders in soon. Yes. Other than that, if you're on YouTube, make sure you press subscribe and press the bell so you don't miss a video. Anything else, Aim? Not really, no. What are we going to call our tribe? Answer in next week's podcast. Until then, enjoy yourselves, guys. Get out, put your feet in the dirt, jump in some rivers, listen to some wonderful music, and uh, always remember to rule your own world. One, two, three, bye! bye.